took me, I don't know how many years to figure that out. That's it. You honor the world around you, the energy mm-hmm. comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's as simple as that. I couldn't believe the result. How did I get the energy in there? I knew it was working because we were driving home. I could feel this design in me, going around clean. You die for those experiences. They, they're rare, but they happen, and, it's, and you remember them, and it's, it's just wonderful. That's why I like it. Hi there, I'm Graham Gardner. Thanks for joining us for Adventures in Dowsing, podcast number 54 on Labyrinths and Lays with Alex Champion. I've recently returned from California, where I was presenting at the biennial American Society of Dowsers West Coast Conference in Santa Cruz. This is the second time I've attended, and it's always a very relaxed conference. It's more like a large family gathering, really. Everybody's very friendly, the weather is warm and sunny, and this year's location at UCSC Stevenson College was particularly attractive, as the campus is constructed in and around some magnificent redwood trees, so there really was a lovely energy about the site. Uh, This time, I was presenting a new talk about lays, and this drew the interest of legendary labyrinth maker Alex Champion, who's been an inspiration to me ever since I started dowsing. Alex has been a devoted maker of labyrinths for over 30 years, and is best known for his 3D labyrinths, where the path is cut into the earth and the excavated soil is used to construct raised, turf-covered walls. He calls these his earthworks. Uh, Alex is also known for his explorations of designs that go beyond the basic labyrinth and that they may have no set goal or path, Uh, designs that are probably best described as continuous meander patterns rather than pure labyrinths. Uh, Usually these will have some sort of symmetry and quite complicated geometry, and uh, in recent years Alex has been finding inspiration from crop circle designs. So he always produces a new meander design for each West Coast conference. Usually this is drawn with pavement chalk in the courtyard, and there's also always a traditional seven-circuit crescent labyrinth laid out with flags and ribbons. Uh, But this year he excelled himself with three layouts. There was the usual flag and ribbon Cretan labyrinth. Uh, The chalk design was a unicursal hexagram meander. And the third layout was a simple two-ringed crop circle spray-painted on a grassy courtyard. What was interesting about this was that the position of the three sites meant that they created an alignment across the campus. And Alex had previously doused an existing energy line there before he laid out the designs. So you can understand why he was interested in talking to me and hearing what I had to say about lays. So to set the scene for this chat, we were sitting outside in the courtyard under a nice shady tree. And the courtyard is the main daytime mingling space at the conference where all the vendor tables are set out. So people tend to hang out there in between the lectures and workshops. And there's quite a bit of through traffic, as you'll hear in the background. So uh, as we were constantly being interrupted, this made it difficult to keep the discussion on any sort of logical track, although Alex is such a lively mind that I don't think that would have been possible anyway. Uh, I've had to do a fair bit of editing on this, but hopefully it still makes sense. So without further ado, let's jump straight in. So you want to talk about... Ley lines. Ley lines, okay. I mean, from your your talk, I realised that 
hey, I, it's they're not really they're really lays rather than ley lines. Yeah, there's too many uh, things falling under the umbrella of ley lines. Yeah, I think because we've investigated them so long. Yeah. You know, since the 20s, that there's just so many more things are being put under that same category, yeah. and we don't have enough terms for them. But, uh, I, I, by the know. way, I want to make you jealous. Okay. I have uh, the old stones at Land's Inn. Oh, John really? Michel, John, that's a it, rare book these days. His autograph. <sighs> <laughs> I got you right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I met the man, too. Yeah. I met him. I went over there. It was either 86 or 92, I don't remember when I met him, and I met him uh, sitting there with Paul Devereaux's wife, and, and John Michel and his, his, his sports coat with the, the, the leather patches, the leather yeah, patches. Yeah. he was, what a kind old gentleman he was. Yeah, what a character. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Really, I just loved the guy, and I read, yeah. it, I read his book, both of them. I, don't, I think I just read The New View over Atlantis. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I read quite a lot of his books, actually. I just love his writing. Yeah. 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 I, I was it on something of paradise, something like that. Dimensions of paradise. Dimensions of paradise. Twelve, Twelve tribe nations. Yeah. I don't know if I read that. Uh, a little book on archaeoastronomy. Yeah. No, loads I, of little books like that. Yeah. Did uh, you see the one that was uh, published after he died uh, on the sacred geometry? No. It's called How the World Was Made. No. Oh, absolutely beautiful edition get the hardback book it's like one of those lovely uh, children's books with lots of colored pictures yeah. you just like looking at it never mind reading yeah. it it's a beautiful yeah. edition and it's got a lot of uh, his all his watercolors of his sacred geometric stuff in it oh um, it's, what's get, it called again uh it's called how the world was made how the world was made okay i'll yeah. put it yeah because yeah. I, I you know i don't like to buy things yeah know, except for books yeah. I just I, I'm addicted to buying books. Yeah, but, you know. but get get the hardback. It's, yes. it's really worth it. It's if, a, I, it's, if, it, if you can, is it? Is oh yeah, it's still on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You know, I mean, I haven't thought about ley lines in 10, 20 years, but I remember when I first started back in the late '80s. You know, that was a big thing. The yeah. lay, lay, the lay hunter's guide. Yeah. The people that go out and look for them. I would love to do that. I could see myself walk. I can't do it anymore because of my back. Yeah. Walking around from site to site with the phone, you could just dot. You could find out immediately if they were part of a. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, people, yeah. I would love to do that, but it's not going to happen. But yeah. I thought about. I've been down there lately, and when I went down there, we met. Uh, we went. And we went. Colin Wilson. Oh right, I never yes. met the man. Yeah, I met the man, and I love his writing. I read most of his books. I read, read lots of his books when mystery, I was younger. Mysteries, whatever yeah. it was, and I met him, and it was very strange because I was really anxious to meet him, but our energies just not, just not. We clashed basically. It was very yeah. funny. Yeah, it's life, you know. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting how the uh, the concepts and the way people are writing about this stuff has changed since then. Because huh. Colin Wilson was, you know, he was really erudite and wordy, and yes. explained everything, trying to make up the terms for what he didn't understand. Yes, and, you know, there's now a lot of that stuff. Oh well, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we, it's just accepted now. I, it was because of that in mysteries yeah, when he went that I st- I started dowsing. I, you know, because I had uh, I. I, I, the first time I dowsed was 1974, I think it was, when I we, uh, we bought some land up in Mendocino and, and we had no water, so mm-hmm. we bought out a water dowser, you know, and mm-hmm. he, he, he found one line this way and one line that way and we drilled right there. 
The water was terrible. It didn't have very much, but you know, it was enough to survive on. And you know, so he, I, I, I said, let me see, I can do it. I couldn't do it, and he put it, and then I could do it. And then every once in a while, I would go out and you know, walk alone. I found, always found lines going through redwood trees for some reason, mm, mm. which is interesting. Mm. And uh, then I read his book, Mysteries, and we were going over to England, and, you know, I went, we went and visited 10 stone circles. It was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, went to the hurlers, doused that. Well, it's interesting you're talking about the redwoods uh, being on lays. Yes. Uh, you know, on, in, in well, I, call it, I, I would call it an energy line. Oh, okay, energy lines. Let's call yeah. it an energy line then. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not, it, that's what it is. It's an energy is. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a tradition, in, in, uh, particularly in Scotland, of using uh, Scots pines as markers for lays. You that very often see a little clump of Scots pines on a little mound oh, cool. know, where the line goes. Yeah. That's, well, that's interesting. Uh, and the, the folklore says that this is from cattle drovers marking their roots, and they would like drop some uh, some acorns from the pines. Yeah. So they would see the trees so that they'd know where the, the root was, so you can see it in the distance. Interesting. So interesting, yeah. I've, I've noticed this a couple of times. Uh, there was one circle... Actually, it wasn't a circle. It was three stones in a really elongated uh, triangle down in Wales. Okay. Uh, where uh, the, the, the long axis was pointing north, but the, uh, the side axis was pointing to uh, some Scots pines on each horizon. Right. Which was marking east and west. Yeah, how neat. That so is So that was kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, well, I love... I, English countryside is just... You know, mm. we were... You, you park and you just wander out into the fields and stuff like that. There was one stone circle, I, I forget the name of it, but uh, I went, we went to it and uh, I was going over a fence to get to it and I hit my hand, got a little cut there, mm-hmm. it was bleeding and we went into it and I started to feel a little dizzy, you know, yeah. and, and so we left it and it started raining on us. Mm-hmm. It was like we, we were kicked out of there. Yep. That's very common. The number of times that happened to me before I started dozing and protecting myself. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't even know anything about that. At yeah. That, yeah. At, at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, there, there was one uh, up in Aberdeenshire I remember going to with two friends, yeah. uh, and it's like a little baby circle. It's, you know, all the Aberdeen ones have this massive big recumbent stone yeah. with two flanking stones at the sides, Re- like horns. Recumbent is down the ground, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, but it's like massive, you know, like 20 tons. I know. Yeah. Amazing uh, so stuff. This one was like it was built by children. Okay. You know, it was really small recumbent and really small stones. Yeah. But as we were walking up the hillside, uh, the, the farmer had obviously been redeveloping and all the tree stumps had been pulled out. So there's these like mounds of tree stumps just on the hillside. Huh atmosphere felt really quite heavy and when we got up to the circle a lot of the stones were like falling over and right. you could still see the packing stones so like it had just been trashed um, and we all got right really bad headaches all three of us well wow. you know, like instantly yes so yeah, that, yeah that's when you <laughs> yeah get yeah out out so out it, it was not a happy place so I'm interested in uh, tell us about this lay that you've made here with the three labyrinths in the yeah. circle. Whether well, it's not yeah. it's at this, you know, I've had a long discussion since yeah. I first joined the Labyrinth Society about what is a labyrinth. Yeah, and you know, uh, these people are adamant that I don't make labyrinths. You make meanders. I well, I made you know, I made uh, I made you know, I mean, I 
I wrote a 10,000 page article mm -hmm. on, on what is a what is a labyrinth and uh, you know I make you know because uh, you know you uh, the, the Cretan and Chartres are classically they're straight lines yeah you walk from one end to the other except they've been rearranged in a circle and then you walk back again yeah so I've made uh, circular labyrinths you know you, you could go one way or the other and then walk out and you know that's that's not a labyrinth. Hello, that's not. A, well, it's labyrinthian. So I, I finally, I just said, yeah. I, I gave up. I said, mm -hmm. well, I did gave up. I said it's not. First of all, it's really not worth it anymore. And no, I, it, I, I came to close. Let them have the Chartres. They'll have single path to the entrance and back. Blah blah blah. And I'm not going to worry about it. I, I make labyrinthian designs, which are confusing. Everything looks the same. Yeah. And what's been interesting about your a lot of your designs is doing the earthwork, like you've been raising the walls. Oh, the, um, the earthworks. Yeah, the earthworks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never had any competition. Yeah, With nobody, because nobody would is nuts enough to do it. Yeah, because you know? it's hard work. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, well, when I was in my prime at fifty-five, <laughs> you know, I'd been making them for. I, I could move and shape a ton an hour. Wow. And, and yeah, just by I hand, would, yeah, just with a shovel. Well, with shovels. Yeah. Uh, because you know, why don't you get a machine? Well, I said, well, I, if I, I'm going to Kentucky to make, how am I going to get the machine there? Yeah. Blah blah blah. How am I going to make the curves? Not that, but it's like you, I got so that I could, so I could move a shape a ton an hour. I do three hours in the morning. Stop for lunch, eat a quick lunch, and take a nap for about an hour, hour and a mm. half. Get up, do three hours in the afternoon. Mm. And then collapse. Yeah. And, you know, I love doing it for some reason. I just love doing yeah. it. it was and how does the energy change during the process? I mean, I mean, presumably you mark it out first. Yeah, well, yeah. well usually there's nothing there. Yeah. Although that's yeah. not, that's, sometimes there's real interesting stuff there. It's rare, though. And then you mark it, you spray paint it on the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay, I usually use white. That brings in a couple lines. Okay, then you make it into an earthwork. Mm -hmm. And then all the energy comes in, yeah. and I finally figured it out. I don't remember. It. I wrote the book 20 years ago. I have to go back and I haven't published it. <laughs> you know how interested I am making money? Well, I forgot the books I was going to sell. <laughs> Stop that laughing over there! I call in the thought police. <laughs> The West Coast Conference. <laughs> this is your second year here, right? This is second, my second time here, yeah. Second time. Yeah. I've been coming for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I know everybody. Yeah. It's the only place you can just laugh. We we were laughing hysterically at the, at the breakfast table, you know. So the key came when I made a design on a playground in Chinatown in San Francisco. I had a friend... Uh, the landscape architect whose job was re-innovate San Francisco parks right and so he would bring me in to do a labyrinth design and I actually got paid <laughs> that's always good and so we made this design very small one and I had a, a guy that uh, uh, you know could color it and he had the machine to do it he had the, a way of laying out two strips and then color in between and the whole business. It was really a, it was a really neat gadget. So we painted it 
And again, I doused before, and, and there was no uh, there's no lines, and then uh, so it's painted in color. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I expected to find some a couple lines running through, but the thing was filled with energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, just as soon as you painted it, as soon as I painted it, yeah. it was in color, and then it finally got me. The world is three-dimensional and colored. It's not white, two-dimensional. So when you honor the world around you, which is here, the energy comes in. It took me, I don't know how many years to figure that out, but that, that's, just, that's it. You honor the world around you, the energy comes in. And that's as simple as that. That's why when I made it three-dimensional, the energy came in. When I made it colored, I couldn't believe the result. I couldn't re- how did I get the energy in there? How, how'd that happen? Oh. And then, uh, and then I knew it was working because we were driving home. Thank my wife was driving at the time. I could feel this design in me, going around clean. Uh, you die for those experiences. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah. just they they're rare, but they happen, and, it's, and you remember them, and it's it's just wonderful. That's why I like it's. I'm, you know, I'm sorry I can't do it anymore. My back says, you know, I told you that conservatively, I moved and shaped 100 tons of earth. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> that, it, it was probably more than that. Because, I, you know, one, I know for one design that I moved and shaped 18 tons. Because I remember three days I was by myself. I had a, a, a local guy help me. Monty, he was a woodsman. He was. This is when I was living up in Mendocino. And there's, he left. He left. He left high school. And he moved out and he lived in shacks in the woods and stuff like. Very competent in the woods, and actually a real artist. You know, and also just. He's a funny, funny man. Actually, funny man. And but what a worker! Wow. So you know. I made the mistake of paying him. Instead of waking, waiting for the weekend to pay him, I paid him like on a Monday or a Tuesday, and then gone, he's gone. I yelled down to him, he lived down below in the shack. Monty, he was gone, you know. So he was gone, so I had to do it myself. And so for like three days, I dug it out, you know, and uh, which is all right. You know, the job got done. Well, you know, I it, I just learned you just. But, but it's your energy going into it then. Yeah, so, it's yeah. my it's my energy yeah, going so, in. So, so. And yeah, and uh, but he was when he was going, he was a terror. You know, there's a process you dig down. I had three sh- shovels. I had an English shovel that was just beautiful, beautiful oh. spade. I still have it, lovely shovel. So I used that to cut down. You cut down first and dig a little bit out, so you have the slope. Yeah, at so the bottom the, part the of the mound, like yeah, this, yeah. sloping down, and then you dig out the main part and put it over in the mounds, and then you know the, you, I had stompers. You stomp the thing down, and and then and then you know then to come along do the the path, make it nice and level, and then the final shaping of stuff like that. Yeah. It was just it was. I loved it actually. And what did, what did you surface the path with? Did you use gravel uh, or something? Uh, yeah, I used uh, what was it? Uh, what it was three quarter inch rock. Hmm. P 
pea gravel is too, it's too hard to walk on. It's you know, too, too squ- much. squishy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, inch and a half is no. Yeah, yeah. Three quarters is perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of times, uh, because the barriers are always on the outside, the mounds are always out. You can't get enough earth. Yeah. But so a lot of times, what I would do is I would dig down. You know, like I did with the, the the flower wand design, I dug down an additional three inches and used that to make the mound. Get the extra earth. Get yeah. the extra earth, or you, you go to the outside mm-hmm. and move it and stuff like that. Or sometimes you just have bring it in, bring it in. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, I really uh, like using a crushed slate for the path. You know, like roofing slate. Just yeah. It's really so nice. it was flat. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. flat. Yeah, it's flat pieces. You know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just all like crushed up. It's, oh, you crush really, it up or no? Yeah, it's a really crumbly rock, so it's actually quite nice to walk on, okay. even barefoot. It's quite comfortable. Wow. Yeah. Well, that be yeah. You couldn't walk in mine barefoot. No. Yeah. No, you couldn't. Yeah, walk. it's too hard. But slate yeah. is actually is quite forgiving. Yeah. A lot of yeah, a lot of people like walking barefoot. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, well, it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends. Yeah, when I did my labyrinth in Italy a couple of years ago, yeah, they, I, saw I, that. I, nice. said, I said crush slate. They were like, mm, don't know. They yeah. had this big discussion. They wanted to use uh, bark chippings or something. Well, that'll last a season. No, yeah, no, that, no, that doesn't work. You're going to have to do that every year. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. rots out and it's a yeah. mess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So I had some some slate and I like crushed it up. Yeah. I'm marching up and down in the barefoot and I'm picking up and going, look, it's not sharp. You know? Right. <laughs> uh, so going back to uh, where we are, the West Coast, uh, you yes. have the three sites here. You've got the Crescent. Right. You've got your that, that's a labyrinthian design. You've got this one, the hexagram. The hexagram, I call yeah. it, I say labyrinthian yeah. now. Yeah. Because it has a unicursal aspect to yeah. it. And, and you've got the crop circle. And the little baby crop circle over there. Yeah. Right. And they line up in a straight line. Yeah. So uh, I've still got to doze this. Um, I yeah. must do this. Well, well, <laughs> I, 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 I lost yeah. my rod. Apparently it's over in registration. I'll go oh, pick okay. it up. Well, we could do some dowsing together. Yeah. That but would be did fun. You, uh, did you look at it in Google Earth? Did you extend the line, see where it goes anywhere? Uh, I did. It headed up towards Mount Shasta area. In California, Mount Shasta is like... Yeah, it's the major chakra. It's a major... Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a major thing. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought about that. And, you know, and the other thing that that I don't know the answer to is that uh, it's my feeling that you have to have something there to anchor the line. The line mm-hmm. just can't exist by itself. Yeah, it'll just peter out. Yeah, it won't... I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm, I'm still... Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, seems, intuitive. Yeah. It is intuitive. That seems the way it should be. Right. Yeah, yeah that there is something, yeah. you know, like the standing stones. God, what I what we went over, you know, like I say, when we went to uh, look for the stone circles, mm-hmm. some of them were hard to find, baby. Oh, yeah. Were, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but standing stones, they were everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And, I, and you know, one third in. Yeah. One third in. And I found, actually, because I made some rock labyrinths, not that many, a dozen or so. And they didn't bring the energy mm-hmm. that earthworks do. Except if you t- took them, and this I learned from, from from England, is you take them and you stick them one third into the ground like they did with the big stones. Mm-hmm. So I copy like that, stick them in like that, stand them in, so everything's standing up, and you, then they bring in the energy of an earthwork. Yeah. And so, 
you know, I was I was taught by the Standing Stones. That yeah. that's what you do. Well, this is uh, Billy Gorn talks about this. Uh, Billy Gorn. In, in his book, he talks about the the vortex coming in, <laughs> the v- and there's a reversal. He said we everything. <laughs> yeah, there's the reversal point in the vortex, and you have to get the stone to be that height in the vortex if you want to bring the energy in. Well, yeah, well, that's more so, com- that's more complex than I. Yeah, that's more complex than most of us, you know. Billy yeah, is well, well, yeah, he awesome. I, I, uh, he needed to show a lot more of uh, pictures rather than he talked yeah. about what he yeah. found. And, and you need to see. I need I need to see the visual aspect. Yeah, but he was definitely a fascinating guy, and I I spent uh, some time to him. I was I was never a big salesman, you know. I did yeah. research on them. I doused them. I thought about them. Yeah. I wrote about them. Yeah. You know, but selling. Well, here's the thing. When I found people, you know, when I first made this the Viking Age horse trade, remember that design? Mm-hmm. I have the T-shirt. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> that design scares me a little. I've gotten dizzy in that design. Mm-hmm. Multiple, not mo- Mm. At least three times. I made that as an earthwork. Yeah. I made that as a ten thousand square foot earthwork. I'd love to. I've seen the whole, the real thing. You know, yeah. It's it took huge. us one day to lay it out, yeah. spray paint yeah. on the ground because it. it's very complicated. Yeah. You had to make a oh wow, and then dug it, dig it out, and uh, well, most of the times I worked with uh, the laborers were Mexican, mm-hmm. Mexican laborers, and you know they're 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 great workers. And they paced themselves. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. One day, it was coming around to the last day, and uh, I knew it would finish that day. And, you know, it, I knew it might take us the whole day. And so I told them, I said, as soon as we finish this, you can all leave. They picked it up. Mm. They picked it up. They wanted to, boom, 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 and out of there. <laughs> that was very cool. Uh, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of great stories. Yeah, I had that in Italy as well because we were, we had like five days to build it. Um, we got up on the fourth day. Yeah. The ground was frozen because it had snowed overnight. This was November, but by twelve o'clock it was soft enough we could start work again. And the sun had come out. Yeah. And this was Friday. And yeah. We we'd only laid out like three walls of the labyrinth at that point. Yeah. And there was two local guys who were working. They yeah. didn't want to work the weekend, so they just worked their asses off. And we finished it by Friday evening. Yes. We finished the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Um, one thing I was going to ask about, which I don't think I've heard you talk about, is uh, this theory that wa- uh, labyrinths attract water. Over a period of time, they will attract a water dome into the center. Yeah, I, I, you know, you know being a scientist, uh, you know, uh, the test would be is to drill a it's hole a down, down. Yeah. drill a hole down, and before you do anything, yeah. put the design in, and then maybe drill next to it and see if the water comes in. Yeah. Well, I doubt there's water lines. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's anything underneath or what. So I've, that's never been tested. You know, people douse it. But, you know, like I say, dowsing is... I'm about to say it's a swear word. It's only a possible truth. Yeah. It's not right. It's only a possible... The only reference I've seen to it was in the Seglonikrin's Labyrinth book where he talks about a church in Sweden where uh, it was on top of a hill and uh, the priest wanted to get water supply because there was nothing there. and He put a labyrinth outside and after a couple of months he was able to sink a, a pump on the edge of the labyrinth. Well, that's... That's the only... That's, yeah. you know, that's, you know it, it's N equals one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
people people never publish a, a, a scientific paper n equals one. Yeah, you know you don't oh, exactly. You don't do that. Not equal. N. And of course, once you've built a labyrinth, you're not going to want to sink a borehole in the center, right? Right. So, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but certainly, I found uh, you know you can doze a site and. Uh, after you've made the labyrinth, and after it's been walked a while, you'll start to get this blind spring reaction in the middle. You get this vortex developing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So even when I worked on in Edinburgh, where the, I couldn't find a power center uh, where there was a blind spring to put it on, yeah, yeah. there was one about 50 yards away. Yeah. Uh, and after we'd walked the labyrinth uh, a you month or so, bring it pulled right in. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's... The energy just came right well, in there. I'm just going to grab my spark. There, we go. Yeah. there was, yeah... Uh, uh, Harold McCoy was he was the first one that uh, uh, was able to demonstrate that he could move something, mm-hmm. move a line over, which is yeah. No, that's that's pure magic as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I've only tried that once. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a, a client I had outside of Glasgow who had a swimming pool and an extension on his house, uh-huh. and it was a clay lined pool and it was empty, uh, but they were finding there was water coming up beside it. Uh, uh-huh. and it was on a slight slope, uh, so they figured there was water coming in from the back, uh, but they couldn't figure out where it was. Yeah. They'd had to put a pump in to keep pumping it out 24-7. So they called me in, and I went and I basically put my feet in the sump uh-huh. to get a feel for the water, and I, I used my color disc to get a color for it. Okay. And then I went out to the back, and I said, okay, where is this color of the water? And I found the stream. So then I did the bit with the steel rod, and I'm hammering no, yeah, the steel yeah, rod, yeah, saying, yeah. would you kindly move out of the way? And I doused it and waited half an hour, and it seemed to be moving. So and I said, uh, yeah. give it a couple of days, you know. Yeah. So uh, a couple of days later, I phoned up the architect. You find, and, out, uh, find out whether it worked well, or not? Yeah. He said, uh, oh, no, once we found the stream, we, we just dug a trench and put a drain in. <laughs> so... so <laughs> so, so yeah, science one, dowsing zero. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I don't douse until I don't. I the answer is just going to be a guess. I don't douse where north is, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, I, I douse when I don't know the answer. Mm. It's going to be nothing but a guess. Mm-hmm. That's what I douse. So, uh, what else can we talk about? Um, I just remember one design. I I, I came there, and uh, it was just I was making a small design for this guy, and the area where we decided to put it, you know, that's always a, a tough one when you go with a client. Yeah. Where do you want it and stuff like that? I tell them make it close to your house, blah blah. So they'll use it. Yeah. yeah. You know, they'll use it, and you know where it was, it was just all roots. So I said, bring in 40 yards or wherever it was. There was just a big pile of earth there. And, I, and I, you know, I arrived there. Well, I don't remember. It was, it was a weekend job. And I looked at it and I said, in two days, that will be into a, a nice design. And, and two days later, there it was. It was kind of a, a nice experience, actually. I, yeah, I've had, I, I wrote a book. I have a 200-page book. That I'd, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I wrote it 20 years ago. Earth mazes. About labyrinths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you gave me a copy last time. I gave you a copy? You signed? You, I have a signed copy. Yeah. The 200 pages? The, the Earth mazes one? Yeah. The little brown cover? Oh, no, that was Earth, Earth, Earth mazes. Yeah. yeah. That, no, that's only like 50 pages. Oh, right. This okay. is a, 
this is a real book. Right. You know, that was just basically an advertisement. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm excited. I write. That's one of the things I do. I write. Yeah. You know, it's very scientific. And, and what's the word? Uh, it's very dry. So when you, you put it on a table, it sucks in water. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm not a writer. You know, a writer loves words. Yeah. Yeah, knows all different types of words. How to is interested in putting them together and then make a flow and stuff like that. That's not me. No, but you're a good talker. Yeah, you put I don't. Other words really well when you speak. Yeah, I don't Especially like to when give. You're teaching your to yeah. talk to talk is hard work for me. Hard work for me. And when I, you know, turned sixty-five in two thousand and five, okay, I said okay. This is, in America, this is retirement age. So what am I going to, I'm retired from speaking and retired from making money. And I was never very good at making money. I never was. I, I never was. You know, you know, I'd offer a price and to the new agers it would be, oh God, that's too much. And the people that had the money would just laugh at the price. It was too yeah. low. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not here for the money. No. Yeah. No, I've never been interested in making money. Never. Yeah. And that's, I think that's my definition of, of an artist. They're more interested in the work and doing the work. The hell, with, you know, money's it's not important. Probably. not important. But then again, you know, when you're, well, I got to buy food today. Where's the money coming? You have, there's that thing. But I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, I, I had only one job in my and I, I worked in the corporate world for nine years, Ooh. and uh, yeah, I was my <laughs> was I was in the uh, I worked for Cutter Laboratories, which changed her name three times while I was there. It was bought by Bayer of Germany. You know, very smart those guys. They bought something that was, you know, midway between UC, uh, you know, California, and Stanford. They're smart people. They're going to get the smart people will be right there. There's a, a, a natural uh, sink of, of intellectual. The Germans are very smart. Then they immediately put a fence around it and mm -hmm. made it into its own city and stuff like that. What else can I tell you? Yeah, it's really, that, that's my main thing. Honor the world around you and the energy will come. You know, it's as, it's as simple as that. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years and, and for somewhere in the middle uh, more towards the beginning John Wayne Blassingame became interested in labyrinths and stuff like that he was the one that doused that a, he made a, a, a Cretan and, and some water lines came in I don't remember if he found water there or not I don't remember that detail but he made he had his he made his version of the Cretan and he added uh he added uh, things to it like I think there was uh, he put things in and you could ring a bell and stuff like that and he put mm. some color in it and you know that was a that was a clue about what what brought in energy I was very actually very impressed mm. and then and then he, he married a, a young woman 20 or 30 years younger than him they moved 
He's in the East, he's in the East Coast. So, you know, there was this big clash between the East and West Co- Dowsers. And uh, it was very ugly for a while. And I, you know, I went to the conference, you know, and the hostility they showed towards, you know, they thought we wanted to take over. We wanted to move the headquarters out here. I said, you, are you kidding me? Do we, why would we want to do that? Yeah. We just want to have this conference. This is, all. Yeah. This is yeah. And this is, you know, like I say, I've been coming this for 30 years. I've never found anything, even though I've gone to, you know, I've gone to Betty Marie had one, the Southwest. Southwest is close, but it's the environment. It's California, right? We're outside. Yeah. yeah. It can't beat it. You can't end the people. Yeah. yeah. And what Southwest has, we had, yeah, one time we had a, a uh, you know, they they had a like a Saturday evening dinner, and, and so it was just the right collection of people around sitting around the table, and we we all we just were telling, uh, we were just all laughing, everybody laughing our heads off the whole time, and everybody around was looking at us, you know, yeah, uh, we're we, uh, we're the West Coast guys, all, having, <laughs> laughing our heads off and having a ball. Yeah, everything's just so That's much more relaxed out here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good conference. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, I wish if I was younger, I would. I would. I, well, I bought a cell phone. I, I haven't learned how to use it yet. I would. I would just walk all. I could visualize walking all over Lands End. Lands End seems like a magical place to me. Oh, there's so much down there. Yeah. 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 It, it's like it's except there's a little. It's, it's almost like a, a, a an island essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, they're quite keen to get independence as well. <laughs> they, they want to dig the channel through, just completely cut themselves off from the rest of England. <laughs> well, you know, I doused. I'll send you my dowsing results. This is 1986 when I mm. doused yeah. 10 stone circles. Mm. And I didn't even know what I was doing at the mm. time. I just show me an energy line. Yeah. yeah. Show me an energy line. And I remember, the, I remember this splitting. Which I mm. thought was very, I I uh, get a line and then it would split into two mm-hmm. and go on. Yeah, like in the hurdles. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's what I was talking about. The I know. I say. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, wow. I, that was like. Yeah. In your uh, just one more question. In your um, designs, I mean, do you quantify the energy that you're finding? Which design do you find is the the best energy or the highest energy? <laughs> Of the uh, forty or so you showed on your slides yesterday. <laughs> uh, the ones that had the most energy were patterns that had the vesica in it, the vesica piscus. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And the flower ones. Yeah. I made yeah. the flower ones. And yeah, they were really nice. Those oh, I love them. Oh. Wonderful to walk. Yeah. Wonderful to walk. Well, I mean, the Viking Age horse trappings was wonderful to walk. Mm-hmm. Sweep in, sweep out, then the combination of little short turns with the long yeah. sweeping things. Yeah. That's a, that's what I enjoyed. Uh, my favorite design, and I'll say this by far, actually, was the nine petal, nine vesica petaled flower design. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know, somebody sent me. Something that Michelangelo was it Michelangelo? Like yeah, he did it in a, a in a in a piazza in, in Italy. It was a twelve petal, mm-hmm. 
and it was there weren't vesicas. They were because of the constriction of the area. There were ovals, so I made mine vesicas. And the twelfth, the twelfth petal, too too many cross pathways. Four, mm. too much noise. The ninth petal, there's only three. And uh, when I first doused it, the design instead of just lines coming through, the thing was filled with energy. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I made it to the earthwork, the energy went flying out. And so that I think those were the most powerful designs. Mm-hmm. The nine petal vesica. I made the seven. I made the five. I haven't made the eight yet. <laughs> I made the twelve. <laughs> I, I made them all. It, and what would even be more powerful would be if you made the nine petal because the middle is a big star. You can make it such that you could put a nine petal vesica in the middle. Within, yeah. And then the energy goes skyrockets, skyrockets. You know. And so I would love to do that. And, you know and. I had visions of doing. I like to make them three dimensional too. Yeah. You know, uh, you know the vesicas. Well, you saw the nine petal vesica mm-hmm. making those the things three dimensional. Oh, it's wonderful! It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, even looking at the picture, you can see it was wonderful. Yeah. That yeah. was that was a special design. Yeah. yeah, that was a special design. Very powerful. That was a real. And after I made it to Earthwork, then you know. It, it you know it got it's like science fiction, and as I look through all the designs I made, okay, it was like who, who knows what, but it, it the results got stranger and stranger and stranger and stranger and stranger, and I realized that if I had gotten that guy first, because yeah I made I made the nine petal vesica for this lady uh, in uh, Toby Evans. And she was part of the Artline project, and she had collected for years base quartz crystal Holy. from down in Arkansas, and so the barrier was that. And so when I doused where the aura was, I got 32 miles. I'm going, oh, oh God! What? I just shake my head. What kind of? <laughs> okay, but you know, then I've got I got even stranger results. And when I made that, <laughs> when I made that. Flower one, okay. It pulsates, sending, yeah, fanning out like that. You know, and if I had gotten that in the beginning, I'd say, "What? What is that?" I would, uh, but you know, it was like it was a gradation. I actually, when I wrote the book, I commented on that how. And there's also, I can tell you another thing, there's a process of, of climatization. You know, like when people get dizzy. When I first made that Viking Age horse, people were getting dizzy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I didn't know anything at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what have I made? Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Should I be saying prayers? Should I blah, blah, blah? You know, and then finally I figured out that, that they're, they're filled and the field of the labyrinth are not in harmony and it takes a while but eventually you acclimatize because I always this is something I always walked it passively so with the idea of show me what you have 
because yeah. I didn't want myself involved. And so there's a whole line of research that that I didn't do, that hopefully somebody will do at a time, in which you you inject yourself and figure out how to use, you can use the design rather than just being in its energy. And that, that I haven't done. Yeah. And I'll wait for somebody else to do it. Yeah. One of the best explanations of uh, that dizziness um, I read, I think it was Anne Silk, and she was uh, likening it as you're walking and changing direction, you're reversing your relationship to the Earth's magnetic field. Okay. So, that could be. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like a slow motion whirling dervish dance. Yeah. Walking the labyrinth. So, yeah. you know, you're bringing both halves of your brain right. to the same sort of magnetic polarity. Just a, so just get, getting into that state of resonance is what labyrinth walking is all about. Yeah. And if you're not prepared for it, I guess you get a little dizzy until you acclimatize. And yeah, and so that, that, that I remember being in horror. And then, you know, as a salesman... <laughs> Trying to sell my project. <laughs> well, I'll make it. You may get dizzy when you walk it. What? Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a spiritual. Now, lady, I I can still remember. I so wanted to have a spiritual experience. I feel dizzy and nauseous, and so I douse. Yeah. I say, stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Douse when you should go again, but yeah. stay out of it now. Yeah. 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 Uh, a question I was going to ask you yesterday in your talk was about yeah. the, the art line project. Yes. So you have this 39th parallel going across America. Yes. Has anybody done stuff on other parts of the world on this line? I don't know. Not that you know of. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it, it, it was during the time we, you know, number one, we weren't marketers and, you know, yeah. we're, you know, we're, I'm a scientist, I'm in my head, I'm observing, mm-hmm. you know, but talking to people and, trying to persuade him to do it it's just not that's not my forte you know and I was always looking for somebody a marketing for we had a wonderful plan it just never got off the ground it just died and so I forgot about it mm-hmm. and then a couple of years ago I started thinking about ways of revitalizing because I you know, I got I heard voices in my head make a line of these across the country mm-hmm. make a line of these across the country and I ignored it and they said oh finally what do you want okay so put a flower on here. Fifty miles later, put a, a mm. nine-petal vesica. Then another flower on. Uh, who's? Uh, and that, are the Labyrinth Society still promoting the, the idea? They still promote it, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. And so this, and so you know, the, you know something's going on when I, the first time that I. Vi- did something different than what I normally did here to make three instead of two. I make a, a ley line. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know that's that's a message that this is going to be a, a selling thing. Uh, nice talking Alex, to you. Alex, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, thank you. So, um, do you have a website still? I do. I haven't been to it in a couple of years. Well, what is it? EarthSymbols.com. Okay. But we're going to do another one. We're going to do another. You know, now that I have disposable income, I'm supporting artists. You know, and so I, I have a budget of $500 a month for this lady to make me a new website mm-hmm. that will be different. And we're going to finish. The, I have two books. I haven't told you about my ideal city. That was another whole project for 20 years in which I designed a city where I would live. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we can okay. talk about that another time if you're interested. Okay. I, I, I'll st- I won't stop when I get on that. Catch you later. Thanks. Wow, Alex Champion, uh, what a great chat that was. Now, as I was putting this podcast together, a surprise package from Alex arrived in the post. 
The Very Book, The Old Stones of Land's End, signed by John Michel himself, that Alex mentioned at the start of the recording. So a huge personal thank you to Alex for sending me that very kind gift. Uh, Now be sure to check out Alex's website at earthsymbols.com. And that's all for this episode. Remember, if you have any comments about the show that you would like to share, send an email to podcast at adventuresindowsing.com. Or you can leave a comment on particular episodes at the website, adventuresindowsing.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please take a moment to write a good review on iTunes. It really does help with the search rankings and encourages me to make more episodes. So thanks for listening. Many thanks to Hilary Brooks for the music in this one. And I hope you can join me next time for more Adventures in Dowsing. Anybody come, I'm going to sell your stuff. I'll tell them, of course, that, you know, everything is going to be discounted tomorrow. <laughs> it's a fire sale. Just tell them it's a fire, fire sale. sale. <laughs> fire sale tomorrow. I did that. I can put a little sign here. Fire sale. <laughs>